This is Jacob Spihar with Athletes Unbox, finding the extraordinary in the ordinary. Well, Mr. Big Rig, <laughs> welcome to the the podcast. Yeah, um, I'm going to start right off the bat. How did you get the Big Rig nickname? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one goes back to uh, town baseball. Okay. Back in... Uh, I think I was still in high school. So, you know, all the, all those small town baseball teams. Um, yeah, I was 16 years old um, and still a bigger guy at the time, you know, and we had a guy on the team who was really good at giving out nicknames. And for some reason, he just called me Big Rig. And uh, <laughs> I ended up putting it like a, the wood burning. I ended up oh, yeah. it on my bat. And uh, ever since then, it's been probably, uh, I'd say, one of the top three nick- nicknames I've had. Over the years, so yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a. I mean, you one. can't beat it. You're yeah. gonna be ga- Grandpa Big Rig, you yeah. know. <laughs> I got I was nicknamed the Tank back in the day, but I think now I lo- I'm more of like I feel like more of like a Tupperware. Like that's <laughs> I that's more I think applicable yeah. to my my lifestyle right now. Functional can do a lot of stuff. Not a tank anymore <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. 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 No, I feel I definitely have. Uh, almost feel like I've taken the big off of. I just I just go with the rig. Right, yeah. the, the big isn't quite there anymore. But if you would be okay with it, um, and obviously this is kind of but could you just put it on your tombstone? Yeah, big, big yeah. rig. That's like not even your, like, it's not even your, your not not getting the tombstone anytime soon. But yeah. just say you know, right, Grandpa Big Rig, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, here lies the rig. Because you played Bemidji football, correct? Yep. How long? How many years? So I was there for uh, four and a half years. Um, not a doctor, but uh, I, I was there for a while. Four years, so from 13 to 2017. Redshirted my first year and then played, was lucky enough to play for uh, four years Okay. after that. But I was there for a while, that's for sure. Cool. And did so were you starting essentially all three years? Uh, so yeah, I actually had, uh, four years of starting, which was, um, the first year kind of by necessity, we didn't really have anybody else. So it wasn't really like a, Hey, you're good. You started. It was kind of like, Hey, you're the best option we have right now. So, um, that was a learning process and then it got better throughout the years. Sure. Yeah. And then with, so during kind of the whole student athlete, how, how because obviously I played college football a little bit, you know, and a little bit, I was more of a bench warmer than a player, but which I don't think now looking back at how that affected my body and brain, I'm quite grateful because you actually played against the guy I technically backed up and then he went and played for the New England. Well, this was crazy because he got drafted mm-hmm. by the New England Patriots and then he, he only made a practice squad. Yeah. So that goes to show my you know thinking of ever making it to a next yeah. level because you went you did you go you went and tried out for a few teams didn't you yeah i was fortunate coming out um i got to uh get a get a look from quite a few of the teams and then i got invited to uh the pro day which is kind of cool uh at uh minnesota gophers pro day they okay. at the time weren't really inviting anybody who wasn't a gopher. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. It was me. Um, there was a, a, a guy from St. John's who got the invite, and then uh, uh, another offensive lineman from St. Cloud. Okay. So it was kind of cool to go and experience all of that and uh, 
throughout that process got invited to some rookie camps with um flip your speaker oh sorry i think you're yeah no keep flipping it okay this way keep going keep going okay there we go. Oh, oh beautiful. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, now you can hear me. <laughs> oh, nice and clear. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, so, no problem. But recap. Yeah. Big rig. Grandpa Big Rig. Yep, exactly. Tombstone. <laughs> back to yeah, yeah, don't, re- don't. rewind. Yeah. And then go yeah. back into There's it. no rewinding. We're, we're all launching right now. This is unedited. Yeah. We should call this the uh, athlete unedited because... Yeah, we're just going with the flow. So yeah, sorry for the listeners. We had it backwards, but yeah. So four years at Bemidji State, and then what was your undergrad? So my undergrad was sport management. Okay. Yep, sport management. I always enjoyed sports. I um, was a business major to start, and then was like, well, if I'm going to go to school, I might as well go to school for what I'm more interested in. So I switched it to sport management with like a business emphasis, Okay, wanting to be an athletic director, um, not really knowing how that whole job process and what that all entailed. Um, obviously more so athletic directing is like teaching first yeah. for years and then you get into it. So um, yeah, that was the, the undergrad. It was fun. Learned a lot uh, about just kind of what I enjoyed, yeah, sports and stuff. So, and so you're going through this. You played four years. Any big injury, like anything you ever had to overcome? Like, no, like- yeah, no. That's what was really fortunate. I had a couple concussions, which you know, looking back now, is something probably I should have taken more seriously. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like ligaments, or you know, maybe I had a, a sprain. Uh, MCL at one point, but nothing super serious. I guess I should say I did break my wrist, but that wasn't from playing football. That was from lifting weights. Okay, <laughs> and uh, that one, that one was a six week hiccup. Okay, where, uh, and it was just me being dumb. Yeah. You know, I was in the weight room and and put on too much weight and too much testosterone in the room <laughs> and just broke my wrist. So oh, um, yeah, we were power cleaning and yeah. Yeah, they, they always had, like, the the technique back in the day was just so horrible. You oh. know, you see those, like, Saquon Barkley, like, snapping his elbows, but he's power, yeah. you know, hit, like, 405 or something, <laughs> yeah. something crazy, you know. But yeah. And then, I mean, not to overlook it, but you battled cancer, right? Yep. So tell me a little bit about – I'm, I'm so fascinated because obviously – Obviously, however comfortable you feel talking about it, but what kind of cancer was it? Like, can, mm-hmm. do you mind again? I just sharing how how did you find out? How did this all come yeah. for you to know? Because this is pretty rare, I would imagine. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely a shock to me, and uh, you know, it's one thing that I actually enjoy talking about because I always say, looking back, it's something that I, if I had the option to change it, I wouldn't. Yeah. So I was 18 years old. Um, First, so football camp starts basically at Bemidji when we went up there to do training camp. Started at the beginning of August, basically. So it's hot as all can be, yeah. and, and you're just your body's going through all these different new movements and all this different stress that you're not used to. So um, it took me actually a little bit longer to find out than probably would have if I wasn't going through fall okay. camp. Um, basically, where it came down to is I just um, it got to be about October mid-October and there was about a, a stint of a couple weeks where I would just get really sick for a couple days and then I'd be fine and okay you're really sick and then I'd be fine and then you know um really bad itching which was a weird symptom uh, and I thought that was just attributed to 
I was sweating all the time and, you know, my hygiene probably wasn't. Not partying at all, right? <laughs> yeah. No, not, right. of course so not. <laughs> I was uh, just itching all over the place and, you know, I'd have really bad night sweats. But again, it was like 150 degrees yeah. in, in the room. And so it took me a little bit longer to find out. I had uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, okay. stage four, Wow. which really with Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, in most lymphomas, I think, is it's not necessarily the stage. Okay. doesn't mean severity it just means how far it's spread um so the prognosis really doesn't go um it's not any worse okay. if you have stage four um just the different types of treatments so sure. november 4th i had my first um chemo treatment which then i had to do um i guess they called it six treatments but what that means is you're doing two rounds per treatment yeah. so every two weeks i was doing um, chemotherapy, it was basically like a five hour, five and a half hour ordeal. And she basically go sit in a room and for the first beginning part of it, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously being 18, your body can adjust a little bit yeah. better. Um, so I was doing it through like my arm, uh, you know, just like you would, if you're drawing blood, kind of, sure. kind of just running the IV, yeah. like kind of the drip and everything like you've seen on TV and stuff. Yep. Okay. So just running a drip and then eventually got to a point where, um, you know, I just started having like my, uh, I, my veins would collapse in the area. Sure. So about round, so I guess treatment four or five should so be like round two and a half. Um, they're like, yeah, we better just put in a port. So mm-hmm. then I put in a port then you go in there and you feel like an outlet cause they just plug it right into your <laughs> chest and you go in and you do your drips and, um, yeah, it was, uh, definitely a process of just figuring out, um, obviously what's important in life. Yeah. Um, obviously figuring out, uh, you, the opportunities you have, you can't, you can't waste them. Yeah. Especially when you go from doing so much in, in, uh, fall camp every day every yeah. minute of your day is scheduled yeah. to all of a sudden i'm sitting at home doing literally nothing all day long yeah um and just trying to focus on getting healthy so it played a big role in i would say just molding me in in how um i went back to Bemidji and just a different perspective okay so you okay. came home for the treatment essentially yep okay yep. i came home um yeah, and then I was just home, so I did online classes my second semester, so I could kind of keep up yeah. with it. Uh, luckily, I was in my redshirt year; I was going to redshirt anyways. Okay, so um, didn't lose any eligibility there. Football was kind of the silver horizon. Yeah, uh, you know, which sounds silly because obviously survival at that point should be the the silver horizon. Yeah. But yeah. just with talking to our doctor, my doctor was awesome. Uh, Dr. Swenson in uh, Fergus Falls, he was really good at okay. reassuring me that, you know, I think my outcome was like 74, 75%. Is that so. is that a conversation? I wanted to kind of ask a little bit is when you are first informed, mm-hmm. walk me through that. Was it Was it kind of one of those things where you were just like, holy shit, or was it maybe you're that 18 like naive enough to kind of be like ah, you know i'm it's, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's you hear that word and you you know obviously mm-hmm. last thing you expect how was that kind of the initial process yeah um definitely a shock but also i would say it was buffered a little bit by the fact that 
I was just so ready to, I had had these symptoms for like three months of okay. just literally just this, like I said, sweating and itching and getting sick and all this stuff. And I just did not know what was going on. And then once they told me it, it was kind of like, okay, sweet, let's, we can fix this yeah. now. I would say it sunk in probably about a week and a half later that it was like, oh, well, this is actually something that's pretty serious and uh, it's going to be a process. Yeah. Because uh, I started in November and ended in the end of May. Yeah. So it was like whatever that is, seven months or okay. eight months. And um, yeah, it was it was uh, different to take in. I would say that for sure. Yeah. And I would, I mean, mentally too, it just sounds like there was never like the there was never even the question of like, no, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'll beat this. Like, mm-hmm. Was that pretty much for you? Like it, it wasn't even, it was just like, again, maybe that 18 year old brain that's underdeveloped. You're like, yep, I'm beating this. I'm going to focus on football. I got football next year. Maybe that was the biggest blessing in disguise in a way. Sounds yeah. like. Yeah. I would say that def- definitely was the kind of the mindset. And um, yeah, I would say it was a huge blessing more so. Yeah. Good for the, just for the, my mental psyche and also for, I think, even physically, like I just kind of told my body like, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna beat this, you know? And I was actually pretty fortunate to be cancer free technically in February, beginning of February. So I started November, I was cancer free and beginning of February, it was like two and a half rounds in and they were just like, well, let's just finish them all out just to be sure. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was just one of those things, yeah, like you said, where it's just like, yeah, there's kind of no option here. You yeah. just got to do it. So Well, and I know, like, which is, I think, one of the coolest things that our bodies are so capable of. Like, there's been people, evidence has shown and research has shown that people who even have, like, benign tumors and stuff, and they say, hey, you have this, their their mental capacity and outcome can literally shift the way that their body handles that. Like, they've they've talked about that when people get so stressed and so worried that they already kind of do this doomsday. Yep. I'm done for a benign tumor actually turns into an active one wow. and it, yeah. it grows significantly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Cause having that ability just to kind of focus, move forward. I would you say like, obviously it sounds like family. I mean, would you say like your spirituality, your faith, was that a huge driving point? I see you wear your, mm-hmm. your cross a lot, even mm-hmm. during, I don't know how you wear it during like power <laughs> cleans. Is that kind of like a, is it like a, a constant reminder? Cause I'll see you, you hold it in your mouth in the gym or is mm-hmm. it kind of like, you just don't ever take it off or like what, it, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, no, it was, it, I would say that's where I found yeah, my spirituality. And okay. Faith. It was kind of like that, um, just, process spiritual journey i guess you could call it of just before then yeah i went to um, church every now and again and, sure um which was you know fine and i had religion and i was confirmed and all that stuff and i it came up in a catholic um household yeah so but throughout those years i'd never really appreciated like what it actually meant and, and i don't think i was actually spiritually connected at that point yeah. where through that that's through that, through that process of, of going through uh, cancer is where I finally, like, kind of clicked for me. You know, I almost yeah. felt like that that was there, and um, and that's stuck with me. I have the cross, and then I got the cross tattooed on my shoulder yeah. just in case. I just kind of always feel like I need to have that by my side. It's just a reminder sure. of, you know, whatever it's going to be, you know, you have that connection to, uh, to God and, and the ability to just know that, 
whatever the outcome is going to be, it's going to yeah. be, and I can just con- control what I can control. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I often find, and and I don't know how people, you know, work it, just the whole spirituality piece and having a belief in a higher power, you know, is one of those things where going through difficult times, I I often think, man, how how empty it must feel, you know. Mm-hmm. I love this say, I, I'll never forget, I was at a... Uh, you know, sounds like I was at a, a friend's funeral, their, their dad passed away. And I just thought, cause I've worked with a lot of people who either, you know, they, they don't identify, they're agnostic, they're atheists, they struggle. And I think we all do. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. especially in a very difficult time, it can kind of form you very much yeah. in a direction. But I just love this saying, he's like, I've never met an atheist in a foxhole cause he was a veteran. Oh, wow. And yeah. I was like, that's just so true, yeah. you know? And so I think it's one of those things that it obviously put in so much perspective for you. You're kind of in your own foxhole fighting your fight. Right. And it was just like formed even more closer. And as far as with kind of now fast forwarding, mm-hmm. do you have to keep getting tested? I, mean, I would imagine you do. I mean, what does that look like? Yeah. So it was kind of like a, um, more tests at the beginning. So as soon as I was done with treatment, I would get tested. It was like every three months. That was for like a year. Okay. And basically that just consisted of, it, it's a PET scan is what it's called. It's kind of like an MRI, but for cancer, you kind of go through that same machine and you have uh, dye injected into your body and it lights up whether or not there's cancer there or not. Jeez, so, okay. um, so I was doing that and then it tapers off to every six months and then it tapered off to once a year. And then okay. that was a five-year process. And then once you're five years out, then it's just if you want to go back in and check, you can go back in and check. So, um, I'm at year, oh, so 2013, almost year 10, year nine now. Um, and yeah, it's been a little while since I've gone back and checked and yeah, I probably just out of good practice should go in and and check yearly just for my own health, you know, but it's, it's, it's been good. Um, I would definitely say initially on that, um, and I forget the word of it, or the word for it, you know, just kind of every small thing just felt like it was in terms of like health, like if I got a bug bite oh, or something sure. like that. Oh, sure. Kind of like a hypochondriac. Hypochondriac, yeah. big time. Yeah. Just like, I was like, oh my gosh, super stressed about everything. And um, and that's kind of fallen off and, and tapered. And I, that you know, my sp- spirituality helped me with that too. Yeah. It was just kind of like figuring out like, hey, you know, it, it's all in, it's in a higher power's hands. Yeah. I can't control the outcome. I can just control what I do. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I felt truly about when the pandemic happened. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, Lord, if this is the way my, did my tickets punched, this is the way my tickets punched. I've, you know, I did, I've, I've done, I've done skydiving, deep Mm -hmm. sea diving. Like I, every time I flipped off the boat, anybody, you, you get your mask on. Have you been snorkeling or any time? Like, yeah. Or or scuba diving. Yep. I mean, there's a lot that can go wrong. And I literally would be like, all right, Lord. If yep. it's my time, make it quick, you right, know, like, right. why exactly. not, you know? So, and I just think that Jesus keeps that body, you know, mm. there is that C.S. Lewis talks so much about there's, we have parts of us that are in a sense empty that need this higher spirituality and we're designed that way, you yeah. know? So your journey really brought that into kind of more flourishing for that. And yeah. so you are nine years and is it... They say cancer free, and then they out, do they always consider it in remission, or is it just say you you because I'm you know uh, again God forbid it ever has to come back, mm-hmm. but is that how they would term it? Yeah, I think I think that's how they uh, 
determine it. You know, it's just you're in remission. Okay. Um, they kind of say your survival or length of survival after X amount of years just keeps increasing, I guess. Sure. Which basically, thinking about it, everybody kind of has that same deal. You know, if I'm 30 years old and, and I've been cancer-free for 10 years at that point, you know, then it's the same as somebody who wouldn't have been sick. You know, yeah. you're still expected to live till whatever the age is, you know, 80, 90 years old. So yeah. um, I would say that potentially um, it may come back. If it, if it ever does come back, it may come back in my early 40s or mid 40s. Okay. It's kind of one of those weird cancers where it mm-hmm. really targets um, either young men, kind of like 16 to 25, or that 40 to 50 okay. year old range. So if it, it does ever come back, I'd expect it to be around then. You know, it's just one of those things where, again, I, I just can't control it. And to me, to be honest with you, I feel like it's something that I almost brought upon myself, which is kind of a weird thing that mm-hmm. I had to deal with for the first year, year and a half. But I think I also did it just to kind of give myself some semblance of control. Like, hey, I did sure. this to myself. Like, And really, I, I attribute to like, hey, I got to college. I'm 250 pounds. Got to be an offensive lineman. All these guys are 300 pounds. Give me whatever I yeah. can have to get me to that weight. So I was taking pre-workout every single day um uh, which you know pre-workout is obviously not terrible um but i think what may have gotten me potentially is uh just the different types like mass gainers that i was taking without really looking into what they were and uh you know obviously mass gainers are meant to to grow and that's what cancer is this is growth uncontrollably so i don't know if that has anything to do with it but um there's just no history of it my family there's breast cancer in my family okay. but um outside of that it was just one of those one of those deals so yeah yeah you know. and are you sounds like for kind of your football journey and everything obviously now you're in a different stage of your life but how how was it for you really taking off the cleats hanging up the helmet i mean mm-hmm. i literally just had a dream last night mm-hmm. that i was in again i this is rarely happens with fall kind of comes around you get that smell and that taste Mm -hmm. and again like are how did you do with letting that go i mean hi yeah because i i still i mean 33 (laughs) years old with two kids my yeah if i was i'd get cracked in half i think i could still do what i was doing running water out and maybe you know handing (laughs) somebody a towel i could yeah that'd be that'd be the only position i'd want to do right now or a placeholder that would be you know catch the ball yeah well that might even be stressful (laughs) that would yeah But, but how how was that process for you yeah i mean i would say physically i was I was relieved to a sense. One, like we talked about, I never really had any major injuries. Yeah. So I got to a point where it kind of felt like I was playing on borrowed time. Like just almost something was bound to happen. I had that in the back of my mind. So when I was done, it was kind of like, okay, that that weight was off my shoulder. I think the hardest part for me was that for so long, from age 15 whatever sophomore year of high school until I was 23 I was Jake the football player big rig big rig yeah my (laughs) my whole persona was wrapped around being that guy yep so that was the hardest transition of just like hey you got to find something else like it's not that's not me anymore um losing weight helped out 
But even then, you know, working in the fitness industry for the years that I did there, I was still working with football players. Okay. So that was, again, even a little hard. It was like, well, like I'm, I'm still not completely separated. And um, so when I took the role that I'm in now, which is completely outside of anything I ever thought I was going to do with insurance, um, it was I was able to kind of almost just like cut the cord at that point. Okay. Be like, that's not me anymore. Yeah. But I missed it, you know, and, and that's where I think um, – with the gym, you know, finding, finding thousand lakes and in CrossFit has helped me realize that piece that I missed again of just having camaraderie and finding people to struggle with, um, and and just work, work hard, have fun and and have that team sense and family feel. Um, but I just don't have to be 300 pounds anymore, which is nice. And back squatting 600. (laughs) My favorite video still (laughs) is... You hitting a 600-pound back yeah. squat and then ripping your, your T-shirt off. Yeah, that's, that's a bad combination of smelling salts and pre-workout. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think that if I was to put that on my back, even at my prime, it would have just drove me down, yeah. you know. So they, you know, yeah, I don't with know the that. defibrillator, they would have had to take my shirt off anyhow. So <laughs> we would have achieved the same, you know, uh, look at the end, but it would have been very different in the same, but... Yeah, because 600 pound back squat. What was your bench? Uh, bench, I got to about 425, Jeez, 430. Yeah. And yeah, it was just. You were there. And then, lifting. I mean, yeah, you were right there. I mean, that's. How many times did you hit 225? Did you ever do like a combine? Yeah, so at the pro day, I hit it 33 times, wow. which was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a cool ex- cool experience. Just pure adrenaline. Just did you, could you even feel that your upper body? Because I'm sure everybody's watching. It was you just and, moving. Yeah. yeah, it was moving. And, you know, it was one of those things too where you, you do it so much and you kind of get yeah. the technique down in your head. And then I was almost too much in my head. I, I kind of regret it. I think I left a couple reps on the table because. Um, the guy I was working with at the time was like, all right, just go till 25, pause, and then start hitting twos. Sure. And no. so I just remember it was hilarious because the gopher strength coach was over the top of me. Was a, he's spotting me. Yeah. And I'm just I'm going along, and it's feeling good. And, and then all of a sudden, I hit 25, and I just stop. And he just screams. He's like, no. <laughs> Keep going. And then, yeah, then I just started hitting twos after that. So, yeah, I mean, it felt good. Yeah, it was, the numbers and everything was was there, and that, that was cool. But um, the technique piece of it and just the whole, I mean, it's a business when yeah. you get to that level. And it's yeah. just that was uh, less appealing to me. It was just less about I, – I always enjoyed lifting. I always enjoyed working out. Football was fun. Yeah. Um, Football was more fun when I was playing with the guys that I was playing with, uh, but it was never like, "Hey, I need to play, need to play football. I love this. This yeah. is what I want to do for the rest of my life." And, um, but I would say that the lessons learned throughout that process were very uh, crucial to sure. what I need for the rest of my life now. Yeah. So, and then how did you end up finding CrossFit? Was it your beautiful wife to be kind yeah. of introduced you to it yeah right? okay yeah so god what were so we were living in shout out miss libby yeah shout out miss libby yeah <laughs> uh she's she's a rock star she's oh my gosh i can't even believe it she would work out every single day if i didn't tell her libby not to. <laughs> is i'm sure she's gonna be blushing but we you know this summer and any anybody's always invited this coming up summer to hang out i seven thirty to my class i mean yeah. she jumped into 
some of the toughest hero workouts. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, heck yeah, Libby. You know, she that was, goes. I mean, literally an hour 10 workout straight through, yeah. you know, we did, we did strange. And then we did like these seal fit workouts oh. and. And this was after she did the six thirty. She just like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, heck yeah, yeah. Libby, that's awesome. She's always down to yeah, down to work. I remember back in Bemidji, there was a race called the the Paul Bunyan um, Marathon, and she would just do you know whatever eighteen miles right there, running around the lake, and you know not really yeah. on a training regimen. She probably run two miles every uh, probably day. You know, yeah. like I said, she she would. She would work out every single day. If if I didn't say, hey, you kind of got to let your body like adapt a little <laughs> yeah. bit, and relax. Yeah. But so yeah, she got me into CrossFit. I was always on the performance training side of things, okay. where the you got four blocks and we're gonna hit your big muscles and then we're gonna work sure. your way all the way down a little stuff and yeah. do some stretching. And that was my life for you know probably ten years. And uh, obviously, CrossFit for some reason always got a bad rap with yeah. just you know obviously with the high percentage of injury rate and yeah, everybody's just like which I don't they claim they keep claiming and yeah. I feel like I don't statistically where are they actually coming up with this because yeah you look at any in you look at anybody who's training no right. matter what right. there's there's injury so yeah this high percentage right I, I'm a little perplexed by this yeah and I don't know if it's taken from just the whole pool of everybody and everybody that has a CrossFit gym. Yeah. And there's those ones out there that, you know, I've, I've gone to now I've been doing CrossFit for a little over two years now. And you kind of get to experience the ones that really don't focus on mobility. Yeah. Like the ones, yeah. like the good ones, like thousands, like thousand lakes does and everything where you actually spend time to stretch and do yeah. all the different things, Proper get technique. your body warm. And yeah. it's not about just strapping the most weight on and, and, yeah making it look ugly which i'm probably guilty of <laughs> too much everything so. looks pretty you know your the, the the overhead is yeah. is your kryptonite you'll get there yeah so yeah someday i just gotta sleep like that for the rest of my life <laughs> something maybe like force gump but not the leg braces <laughs> you'll be like these arm braces yeah. just locked yeah. out <laughs> so but she was she was working out at a place uh, more so like a box gym that was again like I said, she always loved working out, and then she was a little downtrodden the fact that she'd been working out at this place for probably a year and a half, and uh, just not really seeing any results, like yeah. in terms of like you know, weight loss and in just where she wanted to be physically. And um, I actually got her to go to CrossFit. Okay. So I was like, "Hey, go go do CrossFit," you know. And then once she was doing it for a year. I was in training in Owatonna, okay. Minnesota, for um, my job. And at the time, again, I was still just doing performance training, go to Anytime Fitness and try and find a spot to lift where it's not being occupied by some meathead or yeah. whatever at the yeah. time. But um, And then I actually put on some weight during kind of COVID because I got to a point where I was just like, you know what, I don't want to wear a mask in the gym. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to pause here until that stuff um, stops happening and I was flying all over the place, you know, for the job and, in, in uh, that I was doing at the time. So I just, I stopped for a little while and I got up to like 265 again. And I was probably went into training at like 235. So I put on like a good 30 pounds, just okay. not good weight. And, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, showed up to CrossFit one day in February of 2021. Okay. And then, yeah, never look back. How was how was it for you? I mean, because I think this is what school is. 
I just remember from it was so humbling mm-hmm. in like a very good way. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's there's a lot of talk, but the bar doesn't lie, you yep. know, and neither does just like the amount of reps and the different things that you're trying to do. Yep. But what was it like for you coming? Obviously, I mean, almost really being in that very small percentage of high performing football player athletes. Mm-hmm. What was that like coming in? Yeah, it was definitely very humbling. Like, you, I don't even think I finished my first workout. Like, <laughs> it was like sitting there trying to do burpees over the barbell, and it was just, I was dead, absolutely dead. <laughs> and uh, just progressively, like, it was just like, okay, this is going to be tough. But I think one thing that was pretty crucial was just kind of going back to what my, my foundation was of, okay, let's just one thing at a time yeah like well it's just what i mean one just show up the next day and see what happens type of a deal and and then you kind of start building on stuff and and getting better at some stuff and then you know what's frustrating turns to being fun and then yeah you know you start accomplishing goals and yeah that's the addicting part yeah totally and it's just it's and then you know the community community is huge too so that's it's um yeah, I don't think – ask me five, six years ago if I was going to be in CrossFit and doing all this CrossFit stuff, and um, I would have been like, no, it's probably not going to yeah. happen ever. Yeah. But now I wouldn't change it for the for the world. I absolutely – I think we were – it's funny because I feel like we're f- kind of very from that same thread, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that mindset. My my brother kept telling me, hey, man, you got you to gotta do this CrossFit. I was like, I don't want to lose my gains, man. <laughs> it's gonna you know i don't it's it's not gonna make you know me that strong and i'm just like oh my gosh looking back i was just like how foolish you know because i maybe it wouldn't have been the same position but it would have made me and it has like it made me such a better athlete Mm -hmm. you know looking Mm -hmm. like body control and Mm -hmm. um power output and all of that i I look i just was like oh my gosh i could have ran circles around these guys that i was trying to keep up with you Mm -hmm. know but Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough it's a tough uh, getting into. I I love the courage and vulnerability that mm-hmm. it takes because I think it can really make people no matter how good you are, mm-hmm. you're there's going to be movements you're very equal in. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's it's always some. That's what I think the community and the common kind of like the the thing that brings so many people together is. I think I was talking about this with Kelsey is just. You know, you could watch Matt Frazier, T. Claire Toomey, Rich Froning, and then you can go test it out. Yeah. And then you can realize, whoa, yep, not even close, yeah. you know, or, okay, like, I remember, I, I'll never forget, I watched Rich Froning, and it was a workout. It was probably, like, his seventh workout of the day, mm-hmm. and I'm sure many people have done this, and I'm like, okay, I got that time, yeah. and I went and did, and I beat him. I'm oh. like, oh, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> looking back, I'm sure it was, like, literally his, you know, seventh workout of the day. He was probably just having fun, but it's kind of fun. There's yeah. no other sport that you can really do that, right. you know? You can't go out to Augusta and be like, all right, well, Tiger Woods hit this, and I'm going to try, you know? Right. One, you'll go to prison probably yeah. down there. They're not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they're not a big fan. I think if you look at it in the wrong direction, they arrest you, yeah. from what I've heard. I, on it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Oh. It's just... Yeah, and like even again, like Tom Brady, Vaughn Miller, you see these incredible athletes. You can't just go out there and be like, "I'll oh, give this a shot, see what it's like." Right, right. Um, and do you have anything now? Like, what is your, what is it like for you to kind of obviously transition from being very football focused now to 
um, CrossFit, is there, do you have like a, a goal or is it just now just because, you know, it's in, like, do you have a goal? Do you, are you training for a competition or are you just kind of enjoying where your body's taking you? Like, what is that for you? Yeah, no, I mean, I would say I've gotten to a point where I'm just kind of, like you said, going where my body will take me. My, okay. my goal is less on the like an outcome and more on the the process. Sure. And that's kind of where it's transformed to is just, I just want to, if I can work out five to six times a week, you know, obviously if I could get in there a couple times a day, that'd be sweet too. Yeah. You know, I, I just really enjoy the process of working out. And if in that time period, you know, an opportunity arose where I was like, Hey, and I think that's, again, what's so cool about CrossFit is the open. It's everybody yeah. in the world yeah. or whoever wants to participate, and you just see where you're at. Yeah. And, you know, with that, if if that happened, just seeing where you stand yeah. at that point in time. So I think that's my goal is just continuing to show up every single day, train, have fun with it improve on things and, and find ways to get better. It's hard when um, it's hard and cool, I guess you could say when you come from being so big um, in terms of like personal records, I'll never hit personal records yeah. again in, yeah. when it comes to weightlifting. But what's cool is now I can hit personal records on things that I never would imagine doing when I was that big, you yeah. know, muscle ups or rope climbs or you know eventually hopefully handstand push-ups handstand walks all those different yeah. things so that's that's what's very attractive of it too is um versus when you when i again when i was just performance training there's i was never going to hit a personal record again yeah. at that point in time unless i lost my mind you know and, and decided to put all the weight back on. <laughs> yeah but um so that's kind of the goal is just okay. see where the body takes me, um, do the open. I haven't been able to do the open in the last two years. How come? Uh, we've always had a ski trip where we've okay. gone to. And this year, I think we're going to, with the wedding coming up and stuff, we're just going to probably hold it back. And sure. it'll be fun to just see where see where I stand. And uh, I know where my weaknesses are. And I got to uh, physically probably lean out a little bit more, which would be also just another goal is yeah. just – I love nutrition as well. Uh, it's always been super fascinating to me. So um, I always say every day if I can wake up and I can do three or four things is just if I could serve others, if I can serve myself and, you know, find some way to focus on fitness and nutrition. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, I had a good day. Yeah. And that's kind of where, where I'm at and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good goal. I, I could never imagine seeing you come down a ski slope. You you look like a grizzly bear probably. <laughs> Have you ever just like rammed into somebody and just, <laughs> just sent them? I should try Shoulder no. down? Yeah. I mean, nowadays you probably, they're, they're videotaping you and yeah. we now see uh, uh, Big Rig in the and the slammer because yeah. yeah somebody assault yeah they somehow they they identified it the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's because oh, do you so is it, it's not snowboarding it's actually like skiing. yeah do yeah. you do like actually like big mountain slalom like i went up to jackson hole oh uh, really wow. and I looked at it. I didn't, I, I semi climbed it with yeah. a child strapped to the front of me. She was napping. And so we're like, yeah, we're going to go up there. We, we made it up like one tenth of the way. And I was oh like, my. what the fuck? You know, I'm yeah. like, how is this? And I'm looking up and I, and I looked at Kelsey. I was like, people ski down this. And she's like, yeah, not only that, I find like, I think, um, 
Matt's cousin, like snowmobiles up this thing, just oh. straight up at full bore. Yeah. You know, so do you do mountains like that? I have not. No, okay. we've always done uh, this place kind of by the Upper Peninsula. Oh, okay. That is, uh, I mean, it's got some cool runs. I would enjoy going to do like somewhere out west Mountain. where, yeah. you know, you're skiing for a half an hour versus two minutes, which sure. is kind of what the runs are around here. Um, but I would say, yes. It would be fun. You know, I played hockey growing up, so skiing okay. was a little bit more natural. Yeah. I tried snowboarding yeah. and not a good idea. No, I don't <laughs> I don't like my feet being strapped together. Cause, so did you, you played hockey, football, and did you play any other sports in high school? Yep, so I played baseball too. Oh, nice. During the summer. And, okay. Um, that was actually probably my uh, most played sport. Naturally, you, the more you play it, the better you're at it or at the sport itself. So that was actually probably my best sport was baseball just really? because okay. there's so much opportunity to yeah. play yeah. with all these different leagues. And, um, but body size was a little bit more favorable. They go to, uh, sure. to football. So yeah, no, it was fun. I came from a really small town. So it was kind of like where everybody plays the sports yeah. or, or otherwise you won't have a team. Yeah. You know, and you just got to do stuff to keep moving and, uh, I mean, you're going to do that or you're going to drive around on the, the dirt roads out back and <laughs> Bud get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, no, and I think it's, I mean, to obviously now having, you know, the the full-time job structure, different things, it is amazing, though, like the journey of uh, team sports, how mm-hmm. beneficial it truly, like I, I think, and it doesn't even need to be sports. It can be, I think, being a part of some type of a team can be mm-hmm. so helpful and yeah. um, really forms healthy communication skills, stuff like that. Cause yeah. yeah, it's just funny. Like you kind of think, Oh, I'll just do it. Cause my buddies are doing it. And then you realize looking back how beneficial it, it really can be just, and having to face adversity, like yeah. being told no, or mm-hmm. being told, Hey, we're not going to, your, your second string. It's like, okay, well, how can I figure this out to be first string, you know, or right. something like that. And yep. so yeah, overcoming that adversity yeah. is, I think, uh, such an art um, or a skill. This a lot of generations are starting to lose because everybody's yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, you get," you know, and then and then you get served up some humility, and it's the first thing they just retreat and right. try not to lean into it or just figure out how to get better at something. Yeah, exactly. I was, I mean, exactly. You're, you're spot on with that. Is just and even I was listening to a podcast the other day with a couple of uh, Navy SEALs, and they are just talking about how there's really no rite of passage anymore. That you, yeah. It's almost necessary. Whatever that's going to be for you, uh, it could be different for everybody. For me, I felt like it was my my journey through cancer was kind yeah. of the rite of passage. But it's almost like you said, you have to face some sort of adversity at some point in time. Otherwise, you just it's hard to handle things. Yep. And, and it just... Um, and then it turns away from being a problem solver to being a victim. Yep. And and that's I feel like where we're kind of at. You know, yeah. just, you know what can I? It's not what can I do to help myself accomplish this or get or fix this. And it's just well, why would you do that to me? You yeah. know, or why did this happen to me? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's 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 perplexing to me, especially growing up with a Navy SEAL. The amount yeah. of 
ass whoopings I got. Uh, maybe uh, surviving my adolescence was the rite of passage for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh my gosh, yeah. Looking back, some of these stories, you know, it's just like how how did I survive? Like we were one time we built this this um, swing set that literally it was a big iron wood. We made it all. We were homeschooled. That just yeah. that says enough right there. So. Um, and my brothers, you know, there's like my, my Nick shimmied up this popple tree, probably yeah. like 30 feet up in the air. Okay. Oh Could you imagine gosh. seeing like a kid yeah. shimmying up, ties <laughs> off this tree, shimmies back down. We have like a big rope yep. and he walks it over and he, you know, we're all sitting there and he hands it to my brother, Luke. He goes, Hey, see how this works. And my <laughs> brother, Luke hands it to me. We're all, and we're sitting on the edge of this may our, our stick made tree fort. And one okay. level was 15 feet in the air. The oh. other level is 20 feet in the air. No railings. Like, <laughs> oh my so gosh. I'm just like, okay. And I just like, I lean off and swing forward. And I never forget. I, I like turned and I looked, I made like eye contact with my brothers and like yeah. both of them were like, oh no. And then I turned back around and I hit that popple so hard. Oh it smashed my, my fingers. So my fingers essentially went like cushion the blow to the face of the popple tree oh and I like gosh. hit the ground and I couldn't breathe. You know, I'm like yeah. laying there and my brother gets down and they don't even check on me. He just stands over both and he looks at my brother and goes, yep, we need to move the rope down. <laughs> yeah. That was like literally, I'm yeah. just like, I mean, I thought I, oh my you know, gosh. I saw a flash of the light quickly, you know, but yeah. that was, yeah, that's it crazy. Was, it was crazy. Yeah. Nick has, yeah. And, and I think it is just the, the, just how the different passages, I mean, talking to him after hell week was yeah. oh fascinating, you know, but it is, I think it's so important to have those things, you know, yeah. and you look at it, like you said, you would do it over again, yeah. you know, and you know, God willing, you don't need to, right. I think it's, and it's cool that you have the ability to know, okay, symptomatically, if this shows up in my 40 or 50, like, you know, exactly right away, you yeah. know, again, God willing, you don't. And yeah. I think it's just one of those things though, like you said, not to be naive about it, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's actually quite important to like have that education around other people. Cause I, I truly believe there's going to be some, some ramification of, of the pandemic, not, and I'm not trying to go into like the, 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 covid um the you know i don't even know if like say the rabbit the word. hole yeah or... the, getting a poke or whatever um yeah. but i'm just the stress yeah. the stress it's had on people is so profound i think from you know just the isolate like that that will be really fascinating to see how our bodies kind of react to that you yeah. know just the actual stress and now being in a difficult stage of um just economically mm -hmm. you know yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's really cool to just hear your story. I I so appreciate your talking about it and uh, course, yeah. like I said it was we were we're just excited to kind of get this podcast going a little bit more and more. Yeah. Um you know, your your definitely your dedication, your I think your it's very clear like your love for yourself, for Libby, like your ambition, it's it's toxic, you know, in a good way because of how, you know, the, the energy people put off. So it's really cool to have you on and your story and, and I appreciate you just talking about it, you know? Yeah, so thank you so much for listening to athletes unbox, finding the extraordinary in the ordinary and don't forget to hook grip. Yeah,